ranking this week's events through hot debate and analysis. This is 10 Things. Just two bold lads arguing about a list. He's Jay. And he's Ben. And this is 10 Things. things. So every week we're going to make a list of 10 things. But we'll be competing to get our chosen stories and observations from the news and social media onto that list. With your help and the assistance of a special guest, we'll tally up the scores to see who wins each week. It's the art of competitive listing. So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe and find out more on 10things.uk. Coming up on this week's show the reverse shit list because there is nothing funnier than watching a kid run full pelt and stop their heads off a bit of glass <laughs> nah, 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 nah. don't kill me can only make me more rich you were as much of a moron then as you are now <laughs> how's your week been jason it's been all right. It's been another week in lockdown. So, uh, yeah, just the same as the week before and the week before that. Although I've got a very suspect blister between my f- thumb and forefinger, you know, in that webbed bit. There is only one way to get that blister, Jason. No, no. I, well, I, that's why I thought there's two ways. Oh, okay. Um, when you when you go forking in the in the garden, that's what that's Forking from. in the garden. Forking in the garden and not what you think. What about your week? My week's mostly been calculating the number of ways that Donald Trump thinks you can get rid of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that sunlight will get rid of COVID-19. Oh, oh no, no, it won't. Uh, being in near the heat will get rid of COVID-19. Oh, oh no, it won't. A flu vaccine will. Oh, no, because it's completely unrelated. So no, it won't. Inject disinfectant into your nose. Something like that will probably get rid of it. Hang on, no. You know what will get rid of it? Because God loves America. A miracle will get rid of it in America. Hallelujah, brother. Praise the Lord. Right then. Shall we get started, Jason? Yeah, and can we just give John in Norwich a reminder who's winning so far? So that'll be 1-0 to me then, Ben. It could all change. All to play for. Let's go. So category number one, Jason. No, no fucking way. way. As always, no effing way. Yeah, well, my no effing way from this week has to be Donald Trump suggesting that taking disinfectant internally uh, is a way to eradicate the coronavirus. I mean, just when you think that guy has said the stupidest thing that he could ever say, he comes out with something else. And then, to cap it off, two or three days later, he spat his dummy out and decided he wasn't going to do any more press conferences, presumably because he felt a bit sort of bullied and mocked by the media again. Do you think maybe there's a small chance that his advisors and his researchers are playing a bit of Trump bingo. I bet you can't get him to say, yeah, just uh, put some disinfectant inside yourself. You know, that's going to make you better. His advisor is probably Barry Scott. (laughs) (laughs) From from Bang. (laughs) Bang, and the corona's gone. And I also like the idea of Trump spitting, going, you're not a nice dummy. Well, my no effing way of the week, in these times of being stuck at home and reflecting, I I could rewatch the whole of of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, you know, I just remember being whatever teenage and early 20s I was when Buffy was on. And then you kind of go on the internet to find the news that was revealed this week. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer was actually produced and made possible by Dolly Parton. <laughs> Her company, Sandalar Entertainment, basically made it possible, secretly, I might add, so at about nine to five and Dollywood that doesn't really go with slaying vampires. Why are you watching stuff like that when we've got like Netflix, you know, Sky, all of these uh, channels that you can get all these brand new stuff. I mean, Tiger King, something like that you could have watched instead. Buffy was cool. Maybe one day I, I will be vampire enough <laughs> to not be David Boranas, as I called him. David Boranas, who was Angel in it. I could take his place and be the vampire she'll never kill and have my own spin-off series. I was going to say, not that you've given it any thought, but you definitely haven't, have you? So we've got Donald Trump uh, taking and advising people to take disinfectant or Buffy the Vampire Slayer made possible by Dolly Parton. Yeah, so Dolly does vampires. Or Donald (laughs) does disinfectant. (laughs) I think I think you've got to get it because the disinfectant mm. into your nose yeah. story is one, and the, and the fact that he's then gone. 
yeah, I'll fuck you. Having spent the last few years telling journalists their shit and that I'm right, I'm now not going to speak to any of you. Fuck off. I think that has got to be the no effing way of the week. Mm. All right, so the scores at this point are zero to Ben and one to Jason. Okay, Ben, this is number two. Puayab. I mean, it is the preferable piss up in a brewery, isn't it? I don't think we should explain it ever. I think each week we should just go Puayab. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the first one or two episodes, then it's tough shit. Yeah, fuck you. Where have you been? You you don't know what John in Norwich knows. He knows nothing. He knows a lot about Norwich, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of learning. <laughs> so this is uh, Puayab. Government advisor Professor Dingbat, sorry, Dingwall, said in the news this week that we should all get back to drinking beer in pub gardens. If there's one thing you're not going to do when you're pissed up, two sheets to the wind and all that is socially distance. You're, you're a bloke, Ben. I'm a bloke. You know, we go to the toilets in the pub and quite often men, not you and I, we're very clean living people, but you see men not washing their hands. Let's be honest, that urinal is a trough. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just think, what planet is that guy on to suggest that the first thing we should do when we relax the rules, in fact, he's not even talking about waiting till whenever, May the 11th or, or 17th, whatever it might be. He's talking about doing it now. And I just think, where's the guy coming from with that? You know, Brits drinking in a pub, in a beer garden, in the summer, social distancing ain't going to happen. Well, to be honest, there's no taking care of yourself if you're... Uh an average British person drinking. I mean, have you seen the number of lobsters mm -hmm. on Spanish beaches? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a result a result of alcohol. Uh, they just happen to be big, slightly overweight, and with some tattoos. <laughs> now I've got an image of Spanish fishermen hunting down <laughs> random drunk bits on a beach. My fish restaurant! I can't do a Spanish you accent. see these big actual lobsters with big tattoos with, with like, British women's names on Sandra. <laughs> Larry! Larry Lobster! Get in out of the sun, you idiot! You're gonna burn! Oh, listen to Gary, giving it all that. <laughs> giving it all that. <laughs> no, but... little, little tiny, tiny claws. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good piss up in a brewery. Do you, do you want to hear my piss up in a brewery? Nah. Was that nah? <laughs> Go on, Ben. What's your number two? Every horny home aloner in the UK. Right, every single one of them, because last week they found out that there were twenty-three thousand mm -hmm. searches from the UK alone on Google for sex toys, not the kind that we established last week. You've got in your garage in abundance. Shh. These are people looking for ways and videos and instructionals to make homemade sex toys. A dildo cucumber is particularly popular. Electric toothbrush vibrator um, and anything with candles. Do it to yourself is the new phrase. <laughs> D-I-T-Y. So Dr. Lauren Stryker, the author of uh, several books about sex and, is, and lectures all over America about it. And these are the things that she thinks based on the Google searches people need to know. Make sure there are no sharp edges or blades. So a bit of splintered wood out the garage is a no-go. Make sure your cucumber's got no razors in it. If you're a woman, put a condom in it. So if something breaks off, you don't have to go fishing. <laughs> Her phrase, not mine. Be careful not to use bottles. They can create a vacuum. I put my tiny little penis in it and it created a vacuum round <laughs> and I can't get it out again. <laughs> There's a real story about that. Someone turned up at A&E having decided in the old days that a milk bottle... Now hang on, hang on. Whoa, what colour? Oh, I don't know. Red top. Gold top. Oh, gold top. Red top. Yeah, gold top. Yeah, but apparently they'd inserted themselves and then done the... the pleasurable bit by moving the bottle up and down which had created a vacuum in the bottle which had then swelled their penis to the full size of the bottle which means you can't take it off because their penis was just so huge inside so they had to go in the hospital had to drill a tiny tiny hole and slowly release the air pressure so they could get their penis back out without serious injury and we all love talk well you know two shows in and we're talking about sex toys for the same for the second time so uh on that basis you were about to say we all love sex toys and then you corrected yourself to actually two shows in we've been talking about sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna try to suggest to me that brits getting drunk and spreading coronavirus is a more worthy scoring news item than 
Brits who can't make homemade dildos without hurting themselves. Well, it's definitely a more newsworthy item, isn't it? And it's very sort of topical and it's very now. But I don't think I can fight for that over talking about uh, people making homemade sex toys. I think that's hilarious. Penis in a bottle. That's a definitely a winner story. In my <laughs> okay, so that's one to me then, Jason. So our scores are now one each after two rounds. Okay, Jason. We're at category number three, and category number three is... You didn't see that coming? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? Category number three is... Oh, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Oh, you were just doing that for effect? Yep. It was a joke. It was. It was a dramatic pause. So my didn't see that coming story this week is a not so special delivery. South Yorkshire postie Daryl Gilmore, who found a parcel that was just simply marked vital survival stuff, but the only address info on it was the name David Eason and somewhere <laughs> in Sheffield. But it was from Sweden, so obviously Daryl thought this is really important, so I'm going to get it delivered. And the sender had added some useful facts about David Eason from somewhere in Sheffield, like they have a child or a dog, possibly both. You know, just useful to narrow it down. So bless Daryl. He turned detective, finished work, and they start quite early posty, so he spent ages working on it, went on social media, found a David Eason in Sheffield and Facebook message him at about half three in the morning and said, I've got this thing. I think it's for you. And he went, oh, yeah, it is. So then he delivered it the next day and it was all, you know, singing and dancing and great. And those mm-hmm. vital supplies, you know, Daryl had gone so far. Away. Those vital supplies, do you know what they were? Sex toys. Those vital supplies were something no. called, let, let me get that. <clears throat> let me get my Swedish tonsils in. Uh, I think they were called Kivik Lunch. Lunch. Swedish Kit Kat. Jeez, well, <clears throat> I'm already seeing flaws with that, Ben. I mean, there he is, pissing around, trying to get these Kit Kats to a bloke in Sheffield. Well, I bet there's a load of PPE sat there waiting to go to a hospital. Maybe that's what Daryl thought it was. He thought, I'm delivering some lovely, wonderful protective equipment to these vital supplies to this guy and his child or dog or possibly both. <laughs> <laughs> they turned out to be fucking chocolate. Come on. Can you beat it? Uh, Probably not, but I'll give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) A woman uh, this week was thrown out of the range, you know, that classy homeware DIY type store. Yeah, it's a top shelf, Um, not in the the news agent sense. And only people of a certain generation, the younger generation, don't know what that means. Anyway, there's no no top shelf in the internet. (laughs) Hang on, Ben. Hang on. The last... A couple of categories you've talked about: sex toys, top shelf, and chocolatey well, fingers. That, that is, that's not, it's not the top of the range of the of the hardware emporiums. No, it's not the top of the range. So anyway, she's um, she's going around uh, minding her own business, shopping for whatever you, essential supplies you get in the range. I don't know, like a, a gazebo or some uh, geometric wallpaper and maybe an aquarium <laughs> or something like that. You know, the essentials. Um, when she gets a tap on the shoulder and she's asked to leave. And basically the reason being is, you know, the rules. It's like one person per household in a shop. And um, anyway, it transpires. She was actually in there with her husband. They'd kind of split up in the car park, decided to queue separately and uh, try and, uh, you know, circum- circumnavigate, circumvent, circumvent the system. <laughs> I was just going to let you go till you'd gone through <laughs> circumnavigate, circumference, <laughs> circumcise. She'd circumcised the rules, let's be honest. Um, they started talking to each other and chatting about, you know, shall we take, shall we take this home? Shall we take that? What's that? Oh, it's a, a three-tier lamp or whatever, right? And um, so obviously they got found out and they got chucked out the store and they got berated by the range staff uh, in front of the queue, and so her, her her complaint was that she was embarrassed in front of all these people outside the shop, and she wasn't doing anything wrong, because they'd, for all they'd arrived together, they were shopping separately, uh, which apparently makes it better, which for me, surely that makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you're spreading the germs around. 
Yeah. So um, what she didn't see coming was the fact she got hoofed out of the store along with her husband. They had to put the gazebo back. <laughs> the geometric wallpaper <laughs> in the three-tier lamp. <laughs> the geometric wallpaper and just go home and just... Is this your shopping list the last time you went yeah. to a range? <laughs> Where else? <laughs> do you get sent out of the house Where with the Where the hell car? else do you get your geometric wallpaper from? I don't know, but three-tier lamps. Who has a three-tier lamp these days? What is a three-tier lamp? I, I, obviously, I know what one is. I'm just checking. I, I don't know, do. actually. I've just invented one. Yeah, it's like got three different lights on it, or different heights. Is it one of those ones that you can play the uh, turn off all the rest of the lights and point the really bright one at yeah. someone's face and go, I am interrogating you. Why did you go to the range to buy this? <laughs> Where were you last night at 20 past nine? <laughs> I shall make you talk. I was at the range buying geometric wallpaper now. <laughs> Leave me alone. I, I mean, in fairness, she should have seen that coming, though. Surely. She, she, if, if she they should went have. To extended... She should have, but she didn't have. She didn't. If this was called, if this was called, should have seen that coming. Then I take your point. Yeah. But it's not. It's called didn't see that coming. And uh, didn't. I think is didn't a word. Have we just invented a new phrase? She should have, but she didn't. Yeah. Shouldn't have, didn't have. Uh, Merchandise t-shirts coming later. So visit tenthings.uk to buy a shouldn't have, but didn't have t-shirts. <laughs> Available in a range of sizes. Shouldn't have been dinner sounds like a late 80s, early 90s rap star. Shouldn't have been dinner. Get down with the shouldn't have been dinner. Yo. Pow, 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 pow. I'm going to pop a cap in your three-tier lamp. <laughs> We've got to find a winner. The fact is, the story I've given there, for all it was in a leading tabloid website, um, is pretty much clutching its straws. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially something I almost could have made up about my trip to Aldi this week. <laughs> Did you go with more than one family member to a supermarket? No, it was just me. It's always me. I take it for the family. Uh, do you do the washing down? Yes. I stand outside of Aldi naked, give myself a scrub. <laughs> Disinf- you yeah. pour disinfectant over yourself, maybe right. inject it in your nose if Trump's watching. Yeah, and then <laughs> go, I'm ready to come in now. <laughs> Well, I don't think there'd be any problem with social distancing in that particular scenario. <laughs> People just would keep their distance. Yeah, as long as I'm unexcited, social distancing ain't a problem. As soon as I get excited, oh, you're standing too close now, missus. So yeah, seeing as I was clutching at straws, I think we'll uh, we'll definitely go with yours. Okay, I shall take that then. So that is two to me and one to you at the end of round three. So, swiftly moving on to round number four. Uncle Bulgaria's distant cousin. The Larry drunk cousin. The one who comes in and tips a wheelie bin over and says, Have that, you fuckers. The Womble of Cock. The ground overground, wombling free. We want to live like common wombles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, Pulp had uh, a parody of the Wombles song in mind when they wrote that. So what is your cockwomble this week, Ben? <laughs> to be honest, I nearly would have gone with Donald Trump like, like you did for the previous one. But actually, then I got struck by something else. Mm. Uh, <laughs> struck. From up like, above. By lightning. Down from the heavens that gave me love. Oh, that gives away the fact that I was a Kylie fan when I was younger. Uh, I was a Kylie fan. I had a picture of Kylie on my ceiling. I might reference that later. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong. There's a picture. <laughs> anyway, so Kanye West is my cockwomble of the week. You know Forbes do this annual list of billionaires, or as I call it, the <laughs> list. How, how do you spell that? Uh, <laughs> uh, now, hang on, you pronounced it differently that time. Uh, well, you know, me and Chewbacca, we never sound the same twice. <laughs> it's a list of extremely wealthy people to make you sick. If we were into that sort of thing, we'd be quite satisfied with having a, a $1.3 billion fortune as a test. But uh, 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 not if you're Kanye West, you don't. Kanye West tweeted, it's not a billion, it's 3.3 billion. 
since no one of Forbes can know how to count. I say, all right, Kanye, just calm down. And then further, added on, you're toying with me, man. I'm not finna lie down and take it anymore in Jesus' name. Like, invoke the name of the Messiah <laughs> to criticise a magazine for not giving you credit for enough wealth. Given that in his early albums, some of his songs were about people being very poor, maybe what we should do is retitle some of his lyrics. So I thought you could have Jesus walks, we at war, we at war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we're at war with people who miscalculate how fucking rich we are. That would be one of his most popular lyrics. <laughs> Work it richer, make it richer, do it richer, make us, sorry me, richer. Na 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 don't kill me, can only make me more rich. Ben, why don't you be a rapper? Because <laughs> I'm shit at it. Well, apart from that obvious <laughs> standout uh, thing, yeah, but apart I mean, from that, look, why don't you be I, a rapper? I admit to quite liking Kanye's music most of the time. When he says he's God, that slightly puts me off. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't go toe-to-toe with him in a rap battle. Apart from anything else, I'm not that good on my feet with a microphone, as you can tell in the show. <laughs> Imagine it would be, he'd come out with some really spitting some lyrics at me. It'd be like, you know, Eminem and 8 Mile taking you down. And then I'd come back with, yeah, well, your mama is a woman who gave birth to you. <laughs> Bro. Your your mama makes lovely cakes. Actually, uh, she brought her around the other week. What what a very nice I think cake! There should be there should be a niche of rapping that is all about complimenting each other's mother. <laughs> your mama is really nice. She's just dead friendly. She she's always really canny. You know. My boundary stops there because if we do any more of this, two white men attempting to rap at each other through a some kind of glorified Zoom connection, we will look like idiots. Right. Okay. So that's yours. My yep. cockwomble of the week is TikTok. All of TikTok? The whole of TikTok. Just TikTok. Just, okay. The people who are TikTok. TikTok towers. The TikTok titans. Whoever they are. The people that press all the buttons. Everyone else can't see this, but I like watching your hands moving, trying to turn the wheels of your brain at that point to find another alliteration for T. The TikTok <laughs> turtles. No. The TikTok terriers. The 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 TikTok... The TikTok... Tickety tock timekeepers. <laughs> the tickety tockers. Anyway, yeah. users post videos pretending to have fatal seizures. Great. No, well, it's, but it's not, is it? It's horrible. No. <laughs> not only do they pretend to have a fatal seizure, but then all of a sudden they sort of jump up and start dancing. Is that funny? What's wrong with just jumping out the driving seat of your car, videoing yourself while dancing on the video, and then jumping back in your car again? You know, the, the harmless ones that they used to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the beer challenge, see how much beer you can drink. Yeah, what's wrong with, just to reference last week, if you were listening last week, what's wrong with doing the entire drinking challenge for With Nail and I? Can you drink lighter fluid? You can. It's not a good idea, but you can physically do it if you have a mouth. <laughs> you can. So for me, cockwombles this week, TikTok, stop promoting all this stuff. Show us pictures of cats and kittens and dogs and puppies and all that sort of stuff and people dancing. Mind, I will say I did go down a little bit of a rabbit warren on the internet this week, which is possibly how I came across that story. It's when I was watching a YouTube video of people having mild electric shocks, <laughs> which, if you can find it, is hilarious and it makes a great 10 minutes worth of watching. You have an objection to people faking having essentially an epileptic fit and surviving and getting back up again and dancing in celebration, because that's obviously all yep. they're doing. But you have yep. a, a a particular liking for watching people actually getting Listen, electric shocks. If you can... <laughs> If you're going to sort of pour water on a lawnmower and stuff like that, right? And I'm talking about mild electric shocks, so they do get up. But it's, yeah, just go, just go and Google people. Uh, no, don't, in fact. Don't. Because don't, I don't know what you'll get. But it was... But it was a good good few minutes of watching. I like that. Minutes of entertainment. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine the film trailer for Electric Minor Electric Shock the movie? Minutes of entertainment. <laughs> right. So, but on that basis, I'm not sure that you can put the whole of TikTok in. Well, I'm not sure you can put the whole of Kanye West in. <laughs> His ego wouldn't fit in. It'd be quite, be like, get in the fucking thing, Kanye, get in the box. On the, 
on the basis that Forbes only um, uh, gave him credit for a third of his wealth or whatever, I think you can only put a third of Kanye West into, uh, into the list. In terms of harm to individuals, your, your one wins it. But I would push for Kanye West to be on the top of this particular category tree. Yeah, well, he is a bit of a cockwomble, isn't he? So let's go with that. And that's another point for you, Ben. So that means I am leading three to one. Some catching up to do, Jason. Our next category, Jason, is... What niche do I go into? How do I find the right niche? How to choose the niche? Most niche thing. Yeah, my most niche thing. And again, this um, just shows you my uh, my wicked side. It's basically lots and lots of videos of kids in halls of glass and halls of mirrors. A particular favourite of mine was a three-minute video of uh, small still... Ch- <laughs> a particular favourite of mine... A particular spadoodoo. A particular spadoodoo. We're on our second episode and we've descended into just just syllables, sounds. My most neat thing this week, Ben, are kids in halls of glass and halls of mirrors because there is nothing funnier than watching a kid run full pelt and stop their heads off a bit of glass. <laughs> Again, I'll probably put a link to it in the new section of uh, 10things.uk and you can have a look for yourself. I don't know if everyone got that. In the new section of where, Jason? It's 10things.uk. Oh, God, I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put a link up, right? But you see these kids going around very sort of, uh, you know, carefully feeling the feeling the glass. And yeah, there's a bit of glass there, a bit of glass mirror, right? Okay, that's fine. Oh, I can see the exit. Run, 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> and call me cruel or whatever. But that for me this week is the most niche thing is lots of videos uh, on the internet of children stocking their heads off glass brilliant or mirrors but mirrors are made of glass so so if we're judging this particular category on being funny right then yeah. you've already won because i did thanks move on i did, <laughs> I did warn you that it was one where i was just gonna have a rant and, and i am I'm just gonna go for a wee ben you entertain john from norwich with your rant off you go bye see you in a minute my submission for the most niche thing category is something that i want to remain niche so niche that no fucker ever pays any fucking attention to it. What the fucking ever. Basically, there are a set of far-right organizations that are using the coronavirus situation to propagate their own ridiculous, spurious ideas and philosophies. Britain first, Knights Templar International. I mean, actually, the name's quite funny in its own way. How do they start their meetings was how I wondered. Call to order the Knights Templar International. I'm, I'm not international, I'm British. The Knights Templar. I mean, they're not in a fucking Dan Brown book. So them and Nick Griffin, who used to lead the BMP and stuff, the kind of things they're saying are that immigrants are responsible for spreading the virus. How about all the immigrants working in the NHS who are saving people's lives who got the virus? Yeah, obviously it's it's all their fault. They basically create fake documents, fake government documents, and put them on social media to try and prove prove all, all of their claims. The volume of this disinformation from far-right organisations has gone up by over 400% since the coronavirus started. That should just be confined to the dustbin of history along with these wankers. And at this point, no one can sit by and throw my news article that has that on away. Uh, and I give you the point on the basis that mine wasn't funny, but morally I've won the whole show. Morally well done. Nice piece. And I'll uh, put a post on if people want to just cut from the funny bit to the funny bit and miss that bit out. (laughs) I'll give you the timings on the podcast. But because you said occurrences like this are going up by 400%. So it's not niche. Unfortunately, it's becoming a little less niche, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's why it should be most niche. The category is most niche thing. Not. Yeah, but it's not niche. No, yeah, but it, should, it doesn't say. It, there's no kind of qualification for most niche. I reckon <laughs> there's a lot more people that are um, spreading these horrible sort of uh, bits yeah. of news and shit and what have you uh, than there are people watching kids running into glass. <laughs> Maybe. So on that basis, mine is more niche than yours. Okay, and also perhaps what we need is just to make 
people will <laughs> let's find loads of Nazi sympathizers, get them in a room and make them watch videos of kids running into glass. No, let's get them into the walls of glass. <laughs> They'd never let's get, get out. Let's get them into the glass mazes and we tell them they have to run really quickly. I think on that basis, you've got the point. And so that brings the scores to two to me, three to you. Right then. Let's go. I'm going to try and win some points back here because I need to extend my lead. So the next category, Jason, is kept watching. What have you kept watching this week? Look, I'm not going to beat them out of the bush. This is a very quick one. Um, And hopefully you've seen it and hopefully you'll agree. It's quarantined stuntmen. (laughs) What? Have you seen it? No. Oh, my God. You're too busy reading up about people on the far right so i can kick him in the face which probably makes me a quarantine stuntman doesn't it yes pretty much <laughs> quarantined stuntmen so basically i imagine it's a lot of stuntmen and women who have made this one long video by basically kind of throwing a punch at the camera and then they receive the punch at the other end in a range of weird and dangerous uh, ways you know toppling onto coffee tables and and cartwheeling and so it's like one throws a punch and then it, it camera switches to the other direction and then you see someone receiving a punch and you know they roll on the ground they crash into as i say a coffee table or or against a wall or something like that and then they pick up a weapon or throw another punch or kick or get a stick and they sort of throw that at the camera and then it just carries on like this chain it's really yeah. clever it's really good and it's definitely worth a watch if for nothing else and spoiler alert the uh, i think it's the last one this big burly stuntman with his little girl next to him just kind of picks her up and just throws her at the camera. <laughs> Is there an audio version of this? Like if I went... Yeah, that, I don't think it's as compelling. <laughs> and, and for the listener, Ben just hit himself on his and bald head. And in fairness, head. I think the sound, the sound of clap, uh, punching, as we did there, is not as effective as a punching sound on audio as... <laughs> that really is a good sound. <laughs> so 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 that's it purely simply quarantine stuntmen look it up you'll find it on twitter my kept on watching this week is who stole travis's nips <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh you know ben if you, you say a word nips i'm gonna laugh <laughs> do you even know what i'm on about though <laughs> no you just said it's just nips. nips okay cool uh, nips alone. Nips, 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 nips. Snip those nips, which is exactly what Fortnite did. 12.3 million people turned out for a live event that was last week. And basically, you went into a game of Fortnite. Travis Scott, who's an international music star who, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Jason didn't just shake his head at me. He just went, yo, boy, I got down with that. He has no idea who Travis Scott is. I obviously do, because I played Fortnite on that night. So I know. <laughs> I'm not going to um, And he was there DJing and playing playing his tracks and all, all that business live <laughs> in Fortnite. So they made a Travis Scott skin. It is really realistic. Kind of the same haircut. It looks exa- exactly like him. But he's got no nipples. Hang on. Can we just clarify? Is Travis Scott a real person? Travis Scott's a real person. Right, okay. He's a real person. But, but his avatar or his skin or whatever you call it in Fortnite, what computer generated image didn't have nips. Now, can I just ask, do you know for certain that he has nips in real life. But then I had to go and obviously look for pictures of, of Travis Scott with his shirt off, <laughs> the real one on the internet, which is not something I advise anyone to do, to find out if he really does have nipples. He does. He's not a fucking platypus. You know, he's not a marsupial that doesn't give milk. He's a... Uh, he has pointless nipples like every other man does who also can't give milk from them. So yeah, that's my... my kept watching this week as I had to keep looking to identify whether Travis Scott really had nipples in real life. So some chap with no nips. Oh, quarantine stuntmen. All right, I give it to you. You've got it. You've got it. You've got kept on watching. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that threes each? That's threes each. They tied it up. So, our next category is... Guess what I heard. Guess what I heard. My suggestion is the reverse shit list. Have you ever been worked for any corporate type of organisation, any organisation with a certain number of employees? Yes. 
when the end of the month key performance indicators time comes and they send that email out going, here are the 10 people who haven't submitted their returns on time. We used to call that the shit list. <laughs> so there's this proposal, yeah. which has actually come more from Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland than anyone else, which is that we will be allowed to come out of lockdown, being allowed to congregate maybe in public spaces with yeah. groups of 10 friends or family members. So it's the reverse shit list. Oh, I like it. Although the worst case scenario is you choose 10, you think really carefully and you're like, hey, Jay, do you want to be on my list of 10? And you can come, we can we can meet up on the beach because it's nice and open air. Uh, actually, no. That would be pretty shit. But what would be even worse if me and you agreed to be on each other's list of 10, but then our other best mate, Si, just didn't make it on it. <laughs> but what, J- Jay... Ben, I don't, I don't, why have you not, I'm not, I'm not on your list of 10. I'm just blown away by the fact that you assume that because you and I make a uh, podcast together that you'd be on my list of 10. I'm getting there ahead of your children. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, one of them, one of them will probably listen to this, the other <laughs> won't, so. <laughs> and let them decide between themselves yeah. which it is. Imagine if they both listen to it, but don't tell the other one in case they, oh see, it's God, them yeah. and they don't want yeah. to upset well, them. I suppose I better, better say that I'll take both of them then. So you'll guess what I heard, right? Okay, I'm going to go. I don't know if you heard it. Boris came back to work um, and Boris compared the coronavirus to an invisible mugger. That's quite an interesting idea, isn't it? I think if you're going to be a mugger, being invisible definitely is a good idea. But I'm just a bit confused about the whole social distancing thing. I mean, invisible or not invisible, that's a big stick or a long arm. Thoughts? <laughs> but you know what? I've always wanted to be an invisible man, though. If I could have a superpower, invisibility will be it. What's the first thing you do if you're invisible? And not, don't say the thing you'd actually do, Ben. Just keep that to yourself. Just do the one that's safe for the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, whatever that is. No, I think I think the first thing I'd probably do is I'd just have lots of fun just moving things. Because I love that reaction when people go, what? Where's that? Why, why is that? Who put that there? That would be pretty good, being mischievous. What I'd probably do is stand at a petrol forecourt and when people are pumping their tyres up, when they get to the correct pressure and they move on to the next tyre... I would let the other tyre down that they've just blown up <laughs> just so that I could make it onto our list and be a cockwomble. Oh, you heard about that fucker? <laughs> that invisible toss pot. <laughs> I'd really like to go into an art gallery. You know how precise they are. I mean, bless them, they work really hard, right? Curators in art gallery. And it's, there's, there's an art form in putting the things on the wall and keeping them safe anyway. But I'd love to go in when they're setting up the exhibition, just as they've got them in position, just move it slightly, <laughs> yeah. like tilt it very slightly on an angle so that they move on to the next one and then go, then they step back and they go. Uh, uh, oh. Like um, like Tracy Emin's uh, unmade bed and just sort of plump, plump the cushions up a bit. He's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what I heard? And mine was Boris comparing coronavirus to an invisible mugger. And yours was, Ben? The reverse shit list, having to choose 10 people that you would want to see if that was the only way to remove the lockdown restrictions. I do love the fact that that takes Hang on, Jay, Jay, about it's also 10 and... things. 10 people as things. Yeah, man. God, it was meant to be. Let's let's go with that. You've won that one. Yeah. So the scores are now four to three. We're at the Joker round. And now let's hear your Joker. Who really deserves a break? Who out there really, really deserves a break? And would you like me to give you my story for who deserves a break, Jason? Yes, please. Now, Diego has been working very hard since the 1960s. Diego, who was in the San Diego Zoo, is a giant tortoise. And he was part of a program when there were only about 20-odd members of his species remaining in the wild. And they made 2,000 babies. I mean, he has literally been doing it (laughs) for... 50 odd years which is half but it's nearly 60 years half his lifetime actually now that he's done his bit they decided that he needs to be released back in into the wild the park director at the at the zoo said this week there's a feeling of happiness to have the possibility (laughs) of returning that tortoise to his natural state (laughs) he's been basically on a fucking machine in an unnatural state of fertilizing tortoise eggs i felt that Diego just really deserved a fucking break. I think he said his, uh, his keeper said that there was a feeling of of happiness. And I think, if anything, he probably has got no feeling in his, his penis whatsoever. 
<laughs> yeah. It's probably a very numb penis. And I think if he was a singer, he'd be Barry White and he'd be taking it very slow. Yeah, tortoises are pretty slow. God, imagine how much hard work that would have been for him over 60 years to make 2,000 kids. Jesus. Imagine that. I'm going to come over there, baby. I'm going to do some things here. Yeah, I'll be over there in uh, two and a half days, baby. <laughs> I'm going to fertilize your eggs in about a week. Just to even up the gender balance, right? Is there no mention of the actual female t- tortoises that turned out the eggs? Because presumably Diego's bit is a couple of pumps and a squirt like very slowly <laughs> presumably what about when do the female ones get arrest it's like oh no it's fine diego's done his bit off he goes <laughs> right thanks for your joker who needs a break ben now just so i can explain this to john in norwich and anyone else that's listening about a day or two before we record this we let each other know what our joker category is going to be so we can find a story that fits when ben sent me an email that said my category is going to be who needs a break i obviously thought God, he's thinking about all the nurses and the carers and all the frontline staff on the NHS. God, God, who can I come up with? So, of course, I came up with someone serious, Ben. Thanks for that. Um, So, my Who Needs a Break of this week, and I think we've probably all seen him on the news, called Zane Powells. Um, So, he's uh, an assistant headmaster at Western Primary School in Grimsby. And every single day, this guy walks five miles with a 40-pound pack on his back filled with free lunches, which he takes around to 78 students. So it's not funny, but it's the proper and right thing to do is to say that Zane Powell's needs a bloody break, right? The the thing about the name Zane Powell's, though, is it sounds a lot like Dane Bowers. It does sound a bit like Dane Bowers. Zane, whatever his Powell's, can put down his rucksack and have a little bit of a rest. Bloody Diego can't take off his shell. He can take off his sack and have a bit of a rest. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! Well, Ben, it depends where, if, whether you've got a moral bone in your body or not. I've got several moral bones in my body. It's whether I'm engaging those for this show is the question. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of people I know distributing food, and it's amazing stories of the of the stuff that people are doing. It's it's a brilliant thing. So on the basis of morality, I'd give them that. But you didn't give me my point for morality for kicking the shit out of Nazis. No, because I had kids running into glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a tortoise that's been making babies since 1960 the lad really needs a break and he'll get one when he dies oh I don't know you put me in such a quandary I've got like a reputation as a, a radical political firebrand to uphold how can I possibly vote for a tortoise oh, I'm prepared to go with yours on this occasion even though it's not funny yes I did the old I did the old Keep silent and let him just keep talking trick. Well, and it worked well, a bit Well off. done. Ooh. Well done. So that's fours each going into the second Joker category, which it's is... It's my category. Things I wish I'd done as a kid. This is one of those categories where I thought of the title before I thought of the content. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things I wish I'd done as a kid, but none of them would make a comedy podcast. Um <laughs> Why? It's because they're all part of your weird, sadistic mentality. I wish I'd stabbed Mrs. Thompson in the face for making me do double maths. Do you know what? I'm not going to laugh at that because Mrs. Thompson was my maths teacher. Was your maths teacher really called Mrs. Thompson? No, but that would have been good. You fucker. (laughs) There will be a maths teacher called Mrs. Thompson out there somewhere. There will. And she's now afraid for her life. (laughs) She doesn't want the schools to go back after lockdown, just in case someone takes our advice. She'll be looking over her shoulder for the rest of her career. Sorry, Miss Thompson. Won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, I thought of all these things I could have done. I would have loved to have made it big as a child actor or, you know... You can't make it big as a child actor. You can only make it small. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> that joke was so bad. You went, oh, well... <laughs> yeah, but because I was going to go off on a tangent about the kid that played the young Tom Hanks in Big and the fact that he made it actually big as a small actor... Um, but then he wasn't in it for very long because it was mostly Tom Hanks. So that wouldn't have worked. So that's why I didn't go off on one. <laughs> okay, then. fair enough, Jason. <laughs> one thing I didn't do when I was a kid uh, was bunk off school. No. I never. Never, did, never did it. Never did it. So no. what you should have done as a kid is got a fucking life. I definitely should have done that. And I wouldn't be here in this dead end podcast. 
It's going nowhere. Only John from Norwich is bothered. Not only did I not bunk off school, but I never learned to hotwire a car. I mean, if you're going to bunk school, what would you have bunked school for? I mean, you've said that I led a bit of a sheltered life for not bunking school. Play football in the park? But what? I mean, you could play football at school. I bunked school and there were a load of other kids who was playing football uh-huh. in the park and they didn't pick me. <laughs> what an absolute fucking letdown that is. <laughs> when I was really little, I didn't like school at all. So one day after getting dropped off at school, I went up to this kid. He had bum fluff sideburns when we were five. And I went, me and you, we're off. And he went, okay then. And we chased cats in gardens. And a very nice lady made us a cup of tea and gave us a slice of cake. And then the bastard, the fucking arsehole, she then called the head teacher who came and picked us up. Yeah, saves you right. Saves you right. I mean, if you're going to bunk off school, do properly. Fuck's sake. Go and chase cats. We, that's our mistake. We didn't at five years old. Hot wire a car. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Hot wire a car. Burglar shop. That's quite a good set of ambitions. Although making yourself every single criminal from every 70s film or every episode of Starsky and Hutch. They hot-wired the car, Starsky. Where'd they go, Huggy? Well, that's better than, where'd they go, Huggy? Oh, they're over there chasing a cat. <laughs> it was a fucking massive ginger tom. It doesn't matter. They're chasing a cat. Where to? The football field where they'll never get picked. <laughs> All right, so my counter to yours, I think I was about 13 and I was at a school disco. I got properly ready, so I had my chinos on. And like my denim jacket, I might even have had a tie pin on. You cock. Hey man, I look cool. In your head, yeah. <laughs> so I was really into Kylie at the time. This young woman at school looked quite a lot like Kylie. Instead of doing that thing that, you know, boys do at school discos where you stand around the edge with your mates with your arm on something and you just bo- bob your head. Like, bob, 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 bob. I'm yep. really cool. Everyone can see my moves. They only go from the neck upwards. Bob, bob, bob. But they're well cool. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got on the dance floor. Right, and she danced with me and we got like inappropriately close so we had to be moved apart by teachers and I thought oh my god she might actually fancy me this is a really big moment I even carried her coat to the door and she put it on top of her cat suit we went outside and then there was this kind of weird silence where it just was like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, right yeah and then because I didn't really know what to do (laughs) I went well, do you want my fucking number or what then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to which her answer, surprisingly enough, was, what? And then she The Ben Dickinson School of Seduction. <laughs> hey, I got like 80% of it, right? Just the 20% that really mattered at the end. And I, I really messed up. So if I could go back, I'd be a bit more suave. I'd at least go, can I get your number, please? Rather than, do you want my fucking number or what? For all, I think... Probably most people wouldn't have been as violent with their uh, with their questions. I think we were all probably in that position where <laughs> you wanted to be girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and you made a complete arse up of it. I think we were probably all there. All right, okay. On the basis that you were as much of a moron then as you are now. <laughs> Let's go with your joker. Wished I'd done as a kid. Um, being a little bit more polite to a girl at the disco. <laughs> and on that, on that note, the score, Ben, is... Five to me and four to you. Oh, so it all hangs on the guest question. It does indeed. So let's get our guest in, Ben. Catherine Scott, she's a northeast writer, stand-up comedian, and theatre maker. She's, and she's quite wee. Her Twitter handle is Tiny Wee Lady. She's a tiny wee lady with a tiny wee baby. A bundle of comedy and creativity. A small bundle with a big impact and with an even smaller bundle. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? I'm all right. How are you keeping yourself busy during lockdown? Well, I have a small child. Um, so she was born 11 weeks ago. So she keeps uh, me very busy, keeping her alive and that. And occasionally going to like food shops, which is horrendous. Um, It's like some weird sort of uh, Olympics now, um, trying to keep two metres apart from people who've happily stood in a queue. And then as soon as they get in the supermarket, forget that you're supposed to keep two metres away from each other. Um, So I have a lot of different ways that I would like to kill people in my brain. Morrison's in particular, Morrison's staff seem to have taken like on a whole new vigilante state. I made the mistake the first time I went into Morrison's after the lockdown happened of not seeing those massive green 
you know, the big green kind of stand here next to the tails. And I, I dared to go a little bit too close to this poor man. Quick as a flash, the vigilante women was like, you're not supposed to be there. I was like, whoa, all right, sorry. Whoa there. I feel like I give off a vibe of don't come near us. Was that before lockdown, do you think? Oh yeah, that's just what it is, yeah. Huh? I went on a first cycle the other day because I used to run. I used to, we used to do parkrun every Saturday, which obviously is off now. And since I had the baby, I'm like, if I run, is my womb going to fall out? So I've been a little bit worried about that. So And did it? It didn't because I haven't Good. gone to run. I am not prepared to take that chance. But um, I do have like, it's, it's called a city bike, which is a really fancy word for a bike shaped object. She's bright blue and she's called Florence and she has um, a basket on the front. So rather than run, I've been cycling. So you can put your womb in the basket if it falls out? Um, it's no bother. I've got storage there <laughs> and then. But um, it's hilarious going past like proper <laughs> cyclists, you know, like racing bike cyclists and people who are like, have got, you know, rally bikes and stuff. And there's me like, dee, 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 hello. Powder blue bike, basket flowery helmet i mean i'm a delight no but i had to buy kind of rip off cat kids and um um bike bags what are they called i've got to put my name pannier panniers that's it um and that is that not cheese in indian yeah food? no it's not pannier because i oh, okay it's pannier it's i don't know i guess it's french it sounds not not Me. english <laughs> and uh yeah so i've got them on so when i used to work in town and used to cycle i yeah uh, i would i would just looked at absolute delight going along the quayside with they couldn't be more flowery just love it love a flower so what's your best and worst of, of lockdown i feel like i've completed netflix certainly the rom-com section i love a film where a guy and a girl at the start hate each other but are together by the end that is that is my crack and like proper old school 90s ones as well so i watched like force of nature the other day with Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck and it's terrible but it's CJ I'm not the only one watching 90s stuff Ben was telling us earlier that he's into uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer you see that feels like something that I should watch because I, I, I love all that stuff but I just never was a Buffy fan no, but maybe I am I missing out though Ben I suppose it depends whether you still have teenage angst I was more of an emotional wreck so it was just like oh so I was more that kind of teenager, you know. I have been tempted to watch the whole thing again, but I didn't know it was produced by Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. She's mad, but she's good. She's one of those weird kind of, you know, <laughs> believes in people, loves Christians and all that kind of stuff, but actually also, like, has some quite problematic politics. But, you know, as a person, it seems like she only wants good things for the world. You have like, to reach a certain status to be able to open your own theme park. Yes. About well, yourself. Honestly. Although, well, admittedly, I've thought about doing it a few times. I just think mine would just be a series of hats and beards and people talking for too long at each other. <laughs> yeah, is just boobs, isn't it? Hers is like boobs and jeans and that. So, you know, hats and beards. <laughs> Maybe we could amalgamate the hat, beard, boob, jean theme park. I can see people queuing for miles to get into that one. <laughs> what is something for everyone, I feel, in that? Hats and beards, boobs and jeans. It's been your worst yeah. bit of lockdown then. <laughs> well, actually, all right. You know, like having a newborn and being in lockdown, it's quite, wasn't what either of us envisaged. Well, you know what it's like. Like, and then you start screaming. You're like, I don't know. Like, I've taken to just asking her, I don't know what you want. What do you want? Like, as if she's going to turn around and go, well, actually, ma'am, I'm just a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> like, this nappy that you put on, like, you didn't put it on great. And I'm not feeling me. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> But then the health visitors and stuff are like, yeah, no, talk to your baby. And I know it might sound weird. And I'm like, yeah, I talk to her all the time. I sing at her, obviously, and dance at her. Yeah. I've got this great bemused look that she does. And you're like, mate, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm your mom. To your extensive fee of zero that we're giving you this, I've just had deliver earplugs <laughs> to Catherine Scott's house for <laughs> child. <laughs> to call me singing. <laughs> Have you given any thought as to the first thing or the first place you're going to go to or the first sort of thing that you want to really do that you can't do at the minute once this is all over? The seaside and just to um, get fish and chips. We've got a fish and chips around ours, but it's not the same. When you don't have like the smell of the sea and sand in your chips. And seagulls trying to nick them off you. Yeah, they're total demons, aren't they? They're absolute terrorists. Obviously, they, they themselves at the moment can't eat chips. So they might, uh, you know, come back a lot slimmer, might they? Maybe Uber fit. I think they've become way more fucking aggressive since the lockdown. I know why, though. Because they're all related to Stephen. Seagull. Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, Catherine. 
if you want if you want to go now you can <laughs> well he's not even aggressive he's just like Steven Seagal's just like he's just an old man isn't he really now he's just a slightly strange old man who's an environmentalist and also a serious republican it's like the uh, two things don't go together nah he's probably nah. drinking disinfectant as we speak whilst making sure he plants some trees oh don't oh my god don't <laughs> I wonder how many deaths are going to be recorded through d- disinfectant injections it's all about them the media I suppose as well over there I mean we have it quite bad over here but I mean it's just like Fox News, you know, those kind of, they, they just tell this story over and over again. And, and you know what? It is boring. It is boring to be in the house and, and it is boring to like have to look after yourself. But also I think a lot of Americans, they think that a free healthcare service is communism. And they're so afraid of communism that they can't even have a conversation about, you know, um, that maybe their society like isn't great to look after the most vulnerable. I mean, we're not brilliant at it. You know, I think that's really clear, um, given like, you know, how many deaths and stuff are happening in care homes and care workers and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know, the Americans are just a whole other level. It boggles my head. Because most of the Americans I know are lush because they live over here. So they left. <laughs> yeah, the ones that left. The best Americans are no longer Americans. Great. Well, um, I think when Ben uh, persuaded you, kicking and screaming to please, please, please come on our podcast, um, he explained to you... Jason, were you going to take us to Category World? I think you were, weren't you? You were going to take us back from chatting into the, the competition. The only reason he's doing that is because I'm in the lead this week. So, so I, I have five to his four. So, so you could either make this really exciting, uh, Catherine, and take us to five all, or you could just uh, go down the really dull route and give Ben the point. But it's up to you. I'm not trying to sway you either way. It's your call. <laughs> no, no, of course. You're not trying to sway at all, yeah? Yes. So I asked you to think about try hard of the week. So obviously we've all been regaled with various celebrities. We've talked about Joe Wicks, but there was, there's, I think there's like three different charity singles at the moment. Um, there's various people who are like on social media trying to make people feel better doing lists and all that kind of jazz. So it was just kind of try hard of the week where you think, can you just stop? You're not helping anyone. Like that's enough. So over to you guys. I'm going to give it my best shot. No, I saw in the news yesterday that Sotheby's and Google um, are joining forces to do do a virtual auction um, to raise money for uh, vulnerable communities. um, I think through the International Rescue Committee. Um, So I thought, excellent. That is a really good cause. Well done. And I don't know about you, but when you think of these sort of big auctions, you think of prizes like a luxury cruise, maybe. No, what they're auctioning off are things like a meeting and a coffee with Hillary Clinton, a chat with David Miliband. So not even the winner in the Miliband household. And if that doesn't do it for you and you really want to punish someone that you don't like, you can always uh, bag them an opportunity to record a song with Sting. Oh, God, no. <laughs> exactly. No. And that's what did it for me. It was like, yeah, you're trying really hard, Google Sotheby's. Well done. You're going in the right direction. It could have, it could have been worse with Mr. Sumner. You could have had, you know, three hours of tantric sex. Oh. Yeah, definitely. So for me, that was tried hard, but probably tried a bit too hard. Yeah, miss the mark quite a lot. Scraping the barrel there, aren't I they? mean, how much is someone going to pay to have a chat and a sit down with David Miliband? I mean, I've met um, him. He's nice. He's a canny bloke. But uh, yeah, I don't know other than talking about like the world leaders who he didn't like when he was foreign secretary. I'm not really sure what else he would want to... Because he's not even in politics anymore. I, the Hillary thing is all right. But I think I've seen her interviewed a couple of times by Graham Norton. And I think like I am no Graham Norton. So I can't imagine how good that chat would be with her. Also, it was very specific. It said to have a coffee with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Didn't mention any other beverages. And I think I'd definitely want more than a coffee if I was to sit and have a yeah. half an hour or an hour with Hillary Clinton. Or for that uh, for that uh, purpose, um, singing with Sting, which I definitely, uh, yeah, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, just park that. Like, no, no thanks. Could you sing any song of your choice? What about Don't Sing So Close To Me? I think um, the thing with Sting is I don't think he has much of a sense of humour, so I can't imagine that he would be very much crap. So go on, Ben. Beat that. All right, so mine is, um, funnily enough, it's Joe Wicks. It's normally just watching being the world's PE teacher and 
telling you where on the map people have, have joined in from and and doing shout outs to people or wearing a stupid costume or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, like, he seems like a candy lad, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's all right. His PE classes are all right. But he decided to have a chat with mm-hmm. uh, somebody else famous with a similar accent, which is Russell Brand. Oh. Uh, Russell Brand was has kind of cornered the market on being a, a ex-comedian, I suppose. Or is he still a comedian? I don't know. He's not very funny anymore. But <laughs> No, he's not. Very weird. Yeah, talking philosophy and being very zen and all that kind of, all that kind of crap. So, <laughs> obviously, it looked a bit like Joe Wicks really wanted to step out of just being the nation's PE teacher and getting you to jump around and do bunny hops and, and dance and wear stupid outfits. Can you spot six differences in my living room? But they had this chat after, and then Russell Brand went into one of those things he goes into that just goes on forever. <laughs> he literally was, he was talking about how uh, this was an opportunity for everybody to really revisit uh, their inner self and understand their id. And he probably used some other words with like 20 syllables that I can't really remember. But he, he did this for quite some time. I, are you still there, Joe? <laughs> it cut to Joe, and Joe was just standing there going, um... Sometimes I don't quite understand what you're saying, but I'm sure it's really important. <laughs> oh my God, did he say that? That to me was, he's trying so hard to move beyond the position he's created for himself comfortably in our newly constructed society to somewhere where he probably shouldn't have gone. And to be honest, if Russell Brand was doing comedy, that would have been a highlight comedy gold moment, but he just didn't treat it as such. Not a fan, not a fan of, and I wasn't really a fan of his comedy either because he's, he's a bit like... Um, Ricky Gervais and that, like, it's kind of, I don't really like him either, his stand-up. I know loads of people do, but I'm not a fan. And he's just a bit like, um, to me anyway, it's very much like just saying words, stringing them together, coming up with concepts that he thinks is really original, but not really. Or, or they're not really ones that anybody gives a shit about. So <laughs> you're not really bothered. So no wonder Joe Wicks zoned he's out. just got a, th- a thesaurus some some pictures of buddha and probably a copy of the karma sutra and probably still some drugs lying around i don't know but you know <laughs> just to pick off his list of things and talk crap for half an hour oh amazing doesn't it well that sounds like it was a bit more of a put down to russell than actually showing joe up most of the time i don't understand what he's talking about either if i'm being completely just, honest yeah he's just one of those isn't he i think since he um discovered he was like a sex addict that was his yeah. that's his addiction isn't it yeah and he's kind of got clean and stuff and it's like he's had to get in touch with some higher power and it's like but you become really dull so you know just go away yeah. like just fine like nobody needs to know the ins and outs of your thought process like i don't care no does anybody care i just wonder who's feeding him um, the idea that he's interesting at all. I don't know. There must be some people in his life who are like just feeding his ego constantly to make him think that he's some sort of guru. Because he does, doesn't he? He thinks he's some social like campaigner and you're like, oh mate, you're not. So we've had Ben's argument, which is the Russell Brand, Joe Wicks phone call interview. Or was it uh, Sotheby's and Google having a not very exciting in, uh, auction? I, I think you, Jay, to be honest, because Sotheby's and Google are p- big hitters and come up with, frankly, yeah. quite dull prizes. And also Sotheby's and Google, why are they working together? It's almost like they've met at some really crap conference and they've gone, yeah, 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 we should work together, we should work together. And then the lockdown's happened and they've gone, well, now's the time. And it's like, no, guys, it's not the time. Never the time. Yeah, I think you came in strong there, Ben, with Joe Wicks and Russell Brand. You've got two very, you know, prominent cultural figures there. But I don't know. There's just something really, like, really try hard about being like, a coffee with Hillary. And you're like... <laughs> Especially from Google, where you imagine in their offices, they have, like, slides down to their first floor and stuff well, like that. You would think Google could get anyone, really. I mean, I'm assuming these prizes have been donated, but come on. I mean, Michelle Obama, Mint, you'd be great for a coffee. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind Hillary. I don't want to, like, be, you know, woman-hating or anything, but I'm like, "Mm." I imagine there's a lot more subjects that she won't talk about compared to somebody like Michelle Obama. Yeah, Michelle Obama would be a lot cooler, I think, as well, wouldn't she? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the selfie, isn't it? That's like a totally Instagrammable yeah. thing, just being like... Yeah, whereas with Hillary, you'd say, can, can we have a selfie, Hillary, but can you just stand over there and not actually be in it? Thanks. Exactly, yeah. 
exactly. But I do think, you know, she comes across as like a nice, you know, a canny woman. I, I guess at this point in time, we're all a bit like just leaving the house for like non-essential travel would be quite a cool thing to do. So like maybe, a coffee, maybe it's the coffee that's the sell, not the person that you're doing it with. <laughs> a six month supply of toilet roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for all your lockdown needs. So yeah, well done, Dave. Good, good one. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you for coming on. It's been brilliant. No problem. Great. So, Ben, yeah. that is... Come on, tell me what the score is, Ben. The score, Jason, is five to me. Yes, and... Five to you. Yes, he pulls Thanks, it back. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks. Thanks a lot, yeah. <laughs> he pulls it back at the last minute. So five. As, he, as the actor said to the bishop. <laughs> or perhaps the bishop said to the actress. Maybe. Yeah, I um, don't know. However that joke works. So how are we going to decide this then? Because there's going to be a winner every episode, surely. I mean, uh, let's just count up. The first episode, I won the first one. And then it's dr- we've, uh, we've drawn this one. So we've got to find a winner. How are we going well, to do that? I, I just think I have the moral victory, basically. There's no rationale for that. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, whereas, uh, yeah, you're right. There's no rationale whatsoever. I think we need to rely on the uh, on the internet the vote. Yeah, put it, okay. We put it to the people, all three listening, right? Yeah. Basically, if you're listening to this, go onto our website, 10things.uk, and there is a page called The Vote or something like that. You'll find it. Um, go on there and choose your top three uh, categories from this uh, from this week's podcast. And so it does help if you listen to this podcast first. I mean, obviously, if you're not listening to it, you won't hear us say this anyway. Yeah, and if you and if you hear us <laughs> but, saying this, then you have listened to it, which is good because then you'll know. Yeah, what we're talking so you about. should go and vote. And and when you vote, uh, just pick all of mine, and then basically, I'll I'll win. <laughs> in, in the interest of fairness across the two episodes so far, I should win this one. I think. So no, but that's a good idea. If it's a tie, yeah. we'll let the public decide. Who the winner is through the the vote, the all important vote. The all important vote. So remember, that's ten things.uk, and you can see other stuff from there. Things we might have mentioned on the podcast today, clips, videos, all that sort of stuff. So anything you yeah. want, and you can follow us at uh, ten things ten on Twitter, or maybe find us on Facebook. Although, like, we don't really put our faces on the book, so you know, have a look anyway, or wherever. Or you can just find us in a street. But not come too close because we're distancing. So, you know, find us from a distance. Go, hey, you! And we'll run away, assuming that you're a violent assailant rather than a fan of the podcast because we know there's only John in Norwich and we're not going near Norwich anytime not soon. Not anytime soon. Or ever, possibly. Great. Well, so, I've enjoyed this that's one. That's episode then. two then. See. Done and dusted, Jason. Done and dusted. See you next week where we'll have another special guest, another Northeast comedian. You better be here to listen to that right be there or be a regular sized polygon bye you can tell you're a dad I mean I am as well but I'm funnier than you are (laughs) 